Welcome, Welcome to, to No, no Notes. Notes. I'm Colby. And I'm Alex. Welcome back to this week's episode. So as always, we're going to start off with our tops and bottoms of the week. So I have a, a coin here. I have lands on. <laughs> it's a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, none of us have any coins. Um, so it's a sponge. Uh, we One side is going to be heads. If it lands on heads, I will go. Um, I will de- I'll be the top of the week. So we'll see. You're the branded one? The branded top? Yes. Oh, and it is top. So my top of the week is um, Ashley Simpson's uh, piece of me. No, autobiography, the entire album. I rediscovered it. It's so good. Is she still alive? I think so. Um, if she's not, she lives on through that album. She's got to be pushing 60, right? <sighs> um, have you seen her sister, Jessica? No. Bad. She had a, like, it's, she looks um, uh, very ozempic zombie eyes like you know the ozempic lines like that you get concave, around yeah yeah mm-hmm. she looks you, really really bad you should try it oh <laughs> i just okay okay um but uh pieces of me fantastic you remember that one yeah on monday, of course and then the iconic, wait sing a little bit of it for us on a monday i am waiting angelic <laughs> and then she did the iconic snl performance I have no idea what you're talking about. Honestly, the only performance I remember of like any of the icons is like perpetually in my head is Lady Lady Gaga's VMA performance of paparazzi. That has nothing um, on Hillary Duff on uh, Good Morning America. Okay. I guess I do kind (laughs) of remember that one. Uh, But also Ashley Simpson SNL, she, it was a, uh, it was a lip sync and it played the wrong track. So she got (laughs) out and out on national television. She did the hoedown. Wow. You don't remember this icon? Where no, were you? I'll have, to, I'll have to. Maybe you blacked out between the ages of like 2004 to. I think so. It's trauma. <laughs> it's like trauma. You know, like that era in my mind has just been blocked permanently. So. Um, well, but the, yeah, yeah. I'll have to go to YouTube. I'll relive it. What's your uh, bottom of the week? <sighs> um, I'm ashamed to admit this. This is actually like a real bottom, like not a funny bottom. Um, but poopy bottom. I no, not a poopy bottom. Um, I was walking to get coffee the other day. He called the fa- called the fag. No, <laughs> this elder. Tell yeah. me who who did this to you? This elderly man um needed help with working the parking ticketing machine, mm-hmm. and I like heard his request, but I just kept walking anyway. <laughs> um, and I felt really bad. Like I thought about it the entire time I went to get coffee, and not only that, Alex. Once I left the coffee shop, I could still see him trying to find someone to help him. And I went the, uh, I crossed the the crosswalk and went up the other street so that I wouldn't have to reckon with that's negative karma. I I know. And I know. And so I'm living with that guilt. Now it's keeping me up at night. Um, and I don't know how to write that wrong. Next time, uh, something bad happens. Just remember this moment and be like, Oh, it was because I didn't help out that old man. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, let's move on to the meat of our discussion, our no notes section. We're doing for our second episode, Provincetown, also known as P-Town. Or Fagtown. Or Fagtown. Um, So generally, like, how would you describe P-Town? Americana. Very, like the Cape Cod style. Yeah. Like, it's what I, like, if if I had to describe, like we went for the 4th of July, I, I'm having a hard time imagining it looking any different than it did when we went. But obviously I know that's, it's a seasonal destination um, primarily, but 
it's very like red, white, and blue, the Cape Cod sort of housing that you think of, the hydrangeas. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a painting. Yeah, and there are so many gays. So many gays. I don't, I would never want to, if I were straight, I'd never want to go. Well, we saw a lot of straights. Yeah, but only on certain parts of the city. Like once you pass like that ferry portion, like straights, if you're looking at the ferry, go to the left. Gays, go to the right. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? No, but I think, <laughs> I well, so I delineate it between what wherever the sea salt taffy shops are. Yeah, sea Which salt think, taffy draws in heterosexuals. What do they do with it? I think they, I, they use it as lube. They have to. They put in the microwave and then, yeah, they go to town, right? I have no idea. No? Sounds, sounds scratchy to me. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, sounds they, like they, a use of they love, Like between the cheap sunglass and t-shirt stores and the sea salt taffy, that's like the straight area of P-Town. And then our side has like cute coffee shops, um, a little like bookshop that when I went there was primarily gay books. Um like the like the the shops are a lot more high and like the Birkenstock. Well, there was like a store selling. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. The one store that yeah that had like the nicer clothing. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but and cute. who could forget the three story steel shorts um, factory? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the shopping bags everywhere. So, what do you think about steel shorts? Um, they're a choice. I really hate them. I hate them too. I actually, so last week we did. The sights, sounds, and smells of P-Town. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Let, let me do it. So or what are the, what's the sight that you see it? I was going to say before you got to it, but to me, like besides the hydrangeas, it's the, the sea of capital F slurs in steel shorts. And not, and not only that, but they're also carrying around like three or four shopping bags of more steel shorts. Yeah. I'm just like, is there a limited edition P-Town steel shorts here? No. I think for the basic gaze, uh, it's that you don't even need to pack anything. You just show up there. You hit the steel boutique. You buy the three or four sets of tank tops and shorts, and you're good for the week. I, if you wear steel shorts, I don't need to know anything else. I know exactly. I know your childhood. I know your your future, your past, and your present. So I think I could probably rock the steel shorts because they're super stretchy, right? But I'm super skinny, so on me, it just there's a lot of room in there. So it fits yeah. like a standard short. Um, so I think I could pull it off, but <laughs> nothing in the front. Uh, it's all, it's rounded. Cindy, it's just bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's sight. What about the smell? Well, I mean, definitely there's the smell of the ocean, right? Um, but I would also say there's like a little bit mix of poppers and, like hangover smell, if you know what I mean? Like that smell of regret when your body's just like leaching out alcohol and all the substances. Spilled alcohol. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you're smelling like tequila after it's been processed (laughs) through the body. And so there's like a whiff of that in the morning air. Nasty, yes. And what about the sound? Um, It depends on what time of the day. Like the... The morning, apart from the gym, I feel like is very tranquil and quiet. And you can sort of faintly hear the ocean sounds. You might hear like the rustling of like creatures and bushes and stuff like that. But then at night, it's like this 
zombie sort of like, because, uh, you know, everyone's under the influence. Comatose. Yeah. Under walking towards under the, the influence is putting it lightly. These people are like <laughs> tranquilized. Yeah. They're all walking to the same location, which is the, the pizza place. What's it called? Spiritus. Spiritus, which isn't that good. No, it's terrible. So, um, the, what's the Provincetown movie? Um, fire. No, no, not fire Island. Oh, the one with the, Billy Eigner. Oh, bros. Bros. Right. So after that, like they go to Spiritus. I've heard people talk about Spiritus before. So, it, I mean, it is an icon of P-Town and it's kind of weird that the homos have chosen this part of the town to go linger at, at the end of the night. So like the bars close too early, they close at like 2 AM and one. so, Oh, is it one? It's one. Oh, wow. Um, my memory has already escaped me, but yeah, that's way too early. So then they all just go stand in front of this pizza shop and literally everyone's just standing around looking for, what the, where the next thing is, but no one's proposing anything. So it's, it's really weird, but yeah, they're all just there comatose and for like an hour, maybe two. They're just like, it's like an episode of the walking dead. It's one of the scariest things I I think I've seen. (laughs) Um, so we stayed at the brass key Inn, and how would you describe the the brass Brass key guest house guest house? Excuse me. Um, I loved it. Um, so it's, we, we stayed at um, Alexander's guest house in Key West, which similarly like LGBTQ focused sort of resort. I thought it was fairly similar to that. Um, and really, I'm, I'm not traditionally a bed and breakfast kind of person, but what was really great for something like Provincetown is like we didn't really know anyone. Like we live on the West Coast. So it was a great way for us to just sort of feel like a little bit in a community because every day they were serving like breakfast, which is actually really great. Right. Um, and you could sort of hear about what people were doing that day or had done the night before. And I don't know, it, it felt kind of nice. The owner, Kenneth, he was putting his entire, is he the owner or the manager? I think he's the owner. And I think he's the owner because I heard him talking to another client and he said he has a home in Palm Springs and we found out he owns a home in San Francisco. So I'm like, why would a person that has two homes in, you know, really good locations come over here to the, to P-Town? Maybe I, he's just a man of means. I, I think he owns it. But anyways, he sent out a text every single morning mm-hmm. telling us exactly. There was what, one day where he missed it, which I feel like was like maybe Sunday, but we'll forgive that because he probably had a long night himself. He put his entire buzzy into that. Yeah. Well, and the chef too. Like the, the chef. chef is proud of that. And honestly, it was fire. Like. Yeah. There was one day that was like breakfast tacos or something. And then there was another day where I remember there was some cinnamon rolls. It was basically like no one is eating this shit except for me. Um, (laughs) But the, I don't know if you noticed the chef was wearing steel shorts. Oh yeah. So I think he bought it Mm -hmm. and just like, there's no way, no, at least no, like no one in our group bought anything from the steel store. I think that should be like our bar for people going for like if we invite them to Provincetown and we never mention it if they just go to the steel shop and they purchase something they can't come with us anymore <laughs> just eliminated uh so you're you're talking about how like it's great to be at an inn because a lot of people go eat in the morning and uh like during pool time hours like between what noon to like 4 p.m people at this inn are at, at the pool. It's like all gay people. Well, there's not a lot of rooms, right? And everything here is facing the pool. So 
you see everyone coming in and out all day. You like everyone's there for this whole week for the 4th of July period that we went. And so you have this little community that you're basically sharing this week with, and it creates a lot of opportunities for you to interact and meet other people. Lots of interesting people. Interesting people. It felt a little bit like the white Lotus. It did. It It was kind of like, who's going to get killed first or gay camp. Like it, not in a fire Island way, more like a, a high end, uh, camp and then you're like all these couples are just they're they're looking for the next prey they're looking for the next prey totally and i gotta mention this but like steel shorts if you if you do g i know the, exactly the type of person you are where do you feel like oh i guess there were at least a couple of people at our property that we know were doing g because we saw them out um yeah, it's like for some reason every single couple that does G, you can never just talk to them. They're always looking at you as their next prey, or they're looking at something else near you. To be fair, I feel like the couple you're referring to specifically is like that, with or without the G. Um, but to your point, like that, those people, if it literally just feels like they're hunting the entire time. Like you, you're having a conversation or trying to have a conversation with someone and you can tell that they're not actively listening to you, that they're, they're like undressing you with their eyes or thinking about like, when do they interject and propose that you go off somewhere together? Yeah. But it's every couple. Like even when I think about like Mykonos, that couple also doing um, G, same exact vibe. That was fun though. <laughs> Gaped. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved um, the brass key. I think it'll definitely be our... We, we already booked for next year. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That's why, unless they cancel on us. Oh, so that was the funny thing. Um, you know, we've talked about this ourselves multiple times. We weren't that excited about going to Provincetown. And the first day we were there, I within five or 10 minutes, I, I was like, this is what I want to be doing on the 4th of July. And so I think it's just funny how quickly... I, I think our friend the day that we left, he had already spoken to the team about like booking the same room that he had. And within like a week or so had already rebooked. So a year in advance, a year in advance. Holy crap. It was that fun. P town. Amazing. Honestly, one of the best vacations that we've, we've taken as a group and we've been to a lot of places. Yeah. Um, the food also P town was great. Uh, I, again, I think we were probably some of the only ones enjoying the food, probably because every one that we saw was taking G. I just threw up. You just, oh, <laughs> I'm oh that's good. Again, you probably needed it. <laughs> um, but look, if, on vacation, I have no rules when it comes to food. I'm going to enjoy it. And also in a place like that, like you get super fresh seafood, lobster rolls, stuff that like, it's not always easy to get. And that was fucking fantastic first of all but we kept going to like the cutest little sandwich spots um yeah they had i was obsessed with great salads great sandwiches and i remember one time like the vibe in p-town is very casual like i entered the sandwich spot without a shirt on yeah we all three of us didn't have a shirt on and then we like i think i was in a speedo (laughs) and then uh old man just like you know taking pictures without i didn't charge so he Got away with that one. Do you think it's his phone wallpaper? I hope that he um, shows his friends is like this is the like this is the group of guys that I saw today. Like it, it, it made my day. 
just say what you're really thinking. You hope it's like just zoomed in on you. Me, my yeah. tits. Yeah, your tits. Like not even my face, my tits. I mean, there's not a lot of great things I can say about you, but I will say that you have a really great set of tits. All tits, no brain. Totally. So that's what my mom tells me all the time. That's why we're friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, at a long night when you've had too much to drink, um, it's a nice place to rest your head. Yeah. Like instead, yeah, we can stand up, take a nap during standing up mm-hmm. at a party, mm-hmm. just come to my bosom. Milky time. Milky, milky. My favorite. Um, but yeah, the sandwiches food overall was fire, except for that one dinner. We, we went to like this major, not major, but popular Italian restaurant. It was beautiful. Like we, it was a, there's an indoor and outdoor we're at in the garden section. It was absolutely beautiful. But one thing I have noticed about P-Town is that all the workers are foreigners. They're like European, Dutch, French. And at this one dinner, it was a, a, clearly an Irish guy. Right. And we, for some reason, our, who, who started it? I don't know. So we, our, our group was, we were about eight or nine people. Yeah. And I was on the opposite end of you and some of the other people that were engaging with this waiter, but I had no idea what was going on with that end of the table that night. Everyone was super spook. Um, but the energy from that side was just driving me crazy. Um, everyone was like grilling that server. Cause he said he, he was clearly Irish. Like, you know, a, a tree mangoes for a quib, you know, very, very Irish, strong Irish accent, but he was trying to convince us that he was Bulgarian. And so one of our friends was, um, you know, like just trolling him. And I was like, guys, we're going to get yelled at. He's going to, he's going to call us a faggot and we're going to have to leave. (laughs) Which sometimes we like that. Yeah. But not when we're trying to eat. Well, (laughs) you like that pasta? You like that pasta? (laughs) Yes, daddy. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know what was, what was going on with that. I was ready to get out of there. That was also the longest dinner of my life. I think it was like a three and a half hour dinner and here's the other pro tip about Provincetown. Uh, either go to dinner really early or skip it because it eats into your ability to go out. As you mentioned, the bars close at 1 a.m. That's not a lot of time. Like if you're going out to dinner at 8 or 9 and you don't finish till 10, 30, 11, well, you only got a couple of hours to actually go out and enjoy it. So next time we're either doing dinner super early or we're just skipping it. And the reason why it's kind of hard is because P-Town, along with Fire Island and a lot of like East Coast destinations, they have tea time. Tea. Tea. God, I keep saying tea time. It's just tea. It's just tea. Um, Time for tea. But it's like this, uh, you know, between 4 to 7 p.m. 4 to 7 p.m. at the Boat Slip Resort. It's been around for like 50 years. But you know what's kind of disappointing about it? Every time someone mentions it. I just want a nice cup of Earl Grey and some like macaroons and pastries or something. And then you get there and there's none of that. It's called the Dick Dock and I saw no docking. You know what docking is? Yeah. You want to describe it for our listeners though? Yes. Since, since you're equipped yes. with this. So it's when a uncircumcised person um, pulls the foreskin over onto the uh, circumcised person. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called docking. It's Dick Dock. Is it not? It is the dick dock, but it's not called that because of docking. It should be. Yeah. You just just want it to be named after you again. Yeah. Alex's dick docking. Alejandro's dick dock. Um, Are you into docking? Never done that. No, it's, it's, 
I mean, no, no judgment of anyone, but I kind of don't get the appeal. Um, also, how do you initiate that with someone? Hey, um, you want to talk? Or do you just like <laughs> put it in like you're trying to plug your, your phone adapter into the wall? I just like stretch it out 20 feet. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, we know what you do in your free time. Um, yeah. Let's talk about tea. Yeah. Uh, one of probably like the most fun that you'll have there because it's uh, the, the hours are four to seven. So like no one's like fucked up yet. Well, well, some of us <laughs> mostly people are there to like have a good time. So everyone's just kind of talking. There's a ton of people out. There's m- music, you know, everyone's vibing. There's bars if you want, but everyone is just being super friendly. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so to give our listeners like overview, right? So it's this older historic sort of hotel. It's got a massive dock that stretches out to the ocean. That's what's the dick dock, but only actually the under part of it, like that's on the beach is the dick dock that's closed during the day. At least as far as I know of you, at least you can't reach it from tea. You would have to come from the beach and I don't even know if anything's happening there, but it's called the dick dock because in the later hours when the sun goes down, a lot of action is happening underneath said deck. Um, but during the day they have tea on this dock. They have an inside room that's got a like resident DJ that's, uh, playing the entire time. And then outside, um, there's a pool and a bunch of little satellite bars and everyone just sort of crowds around, hangs out. And I think discusses like, you know what their plans are for the evening, maybe sets up a little, little date hookup for later. Yeah. I mean, people just kind of like discuss the previous night, uh, talk about what they're doing, but I mean, it's really fun environment. Yeah. And another feature they have is Austin Wolf, or at least they did when we were there. Yeah. I think every night we saw him and he would, so he's massive six, five. At I, least. D- I had no idea he was that large. Like I knew he, it's hard to tell because right. He's always pairing himself up with a little like four foot five Latino boy individual. Um, which I'm assuming must be his type, but he is legitimately massive too. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, steroided d- definitely out. juicing. Yeah, definitely juicing. And then he brings these little Latinos and we kept on saying like he was the modern day uh, Willy Wonka with his Oompa Loompas walking around with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'd be looking out for their next victim and the Oompa Loompas would be like. Yeah, so he had like the two or three of them and they're all collectively hunting together to the to the point we were talking about earlier that you can tell they're looking for all their collabs. Um but my question for you is, would you sleep with Austin Wolf? The, no. And here's why the tattoo, he, he body wise. What is the tattoo? He has a tattoo around his belly button. Right. I've seen it. it but looks, I can't tell what it is. It, it looks like the Harley Davidson logo. I, you think so? I, I mean, at least in my head, the way I'm remembering it, but I, I don't know. Like, it looks like it should be a tramp stamp, but he got it for some reason around his belly button. Yeah, it's giving um, high school spring break. Yeah, he, he messed up. And he's still regretting it. No. Well, <laughs> I think that's probably the least of the things that he should regret. I remember I, I saw him give an interview. They asked him, like, how many people have you had sex with? And he answered, I think he said 7,000. I think it was a range of seven to 9,000. 
and he was doing like rough back of the napkin math, but could be 7,001. And that kind of makes me feel left out. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's wrong with me? Um, I mean, a lot of things, mm-hmm. but probably the body hair and the fact that you're like an, an average height. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I definitely don't find I'm, I'm put off um, by the amount of people that he's slept with, which is not a, it's not a judgment of, of like sex shaming someone, but that number is pretty, pretty high. I don't want to have shared that with that many people. Um, but more importantly, um, I don't know where I was going with it, but I like, I, I can see why you would be into him. Like his stature and his frame and size is very attractive, but it's kind of like we it's, we've seen it too much. Yeah. Like how many times can you masturbate to the same porn? Well, some of us have our favorites, um, but the same guy, I don't know. So I, actually, you know what my biggest problem with him is, is that in every one of his videos, he plays with his nipples and it's not just like, like for a few seconds, it's like half the video. I think that's what he has to do to reach climax, but it's so disturbing. It's like tune in Tokyo kind of thing. And I just, it really turns me off. His, his frequent collaborator. I don't remember his last name, but I think it's like Armand or something like that. Do you know who I'm talking about? No idea. Small I don't Latino, watch porn. Small Latino. And he has the most annoying. He, he's like, ah, ah, just like screaming, being impaled. And it's, I, I cannot watch it. Mm-hmm. It's such a turn off. So it, you don't watch porn? No, I do. Who's your favorite porn star? Oh, uh, of all time. It doesn't have to be like, Oh current. man, you like, you have a very specific type though. Like um, juice 19 year olds. No. Um, I'm trying to remember there was like a guy from Sean Cody back in the day. Um, that is like claims he's straight now. I'm trying to like do a quick Google search. Um, I feel like it's like Steve or something. Of course, Google's like blocking it. Um, I don't remember. There was a, a Sean Cody guy who is no longer a Sean Cody guy. And he claims he's straight and like trying to date women now. Um, and he was just like the perfect college, like football player looking wet dream. Mm-hmm. Just big, beefy, smooth, perfect, like pecs. Um, that, that's my style. What about you? I don't know if he's my favorite, but the one that comes to mind is, uh, do you remember Colby Jensen back in the day? Of course. That's like, that's where my daddy fetish came in. Mm-hmm. You know, like the beard, like you know, thick. Oof. Yeah. I mean, you like a gorilla. I so. do. I do. And I think I can trace it back to Colby Jensen. He just did something for me. I felt very intimate. I so, felt like I was his first one. Mm. Okay. Well, um, so here's my, here's my point, um, about tea though. And we were talking about how everyone's like hunting, especially people that are taking G and, you know, Austin Wolf and his group there, mm-hmm. the gays with their only fans and alt Twitters have turned every event into a business conference. Yeah. It literally feels like I am in the ballroom at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and that everyone's trying to find their next client. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to Crown and Anchor 
Yeah, that was the best best party. Best party that we went to. We got there at 9 p.m. opening time. We were already under the influence. We saw Miss Cracker on our way into it, and we were so we're like, uh, and she just like looked at us and just like ran away. <laughs> Which I, ironically, the reason that we like didn't go to the Crown and Anchor events as much as they were being hosted by Austin Wolf, and we just assumed that it would not be fun. Yeah, but it it ended up being the best party. The that best we, party. Because it had the two rooms. It had like the more circuity uh, pots and pans room that was crowded and that you couldn't even really get into. Um, and then the, the pop room next door that I remember was playing some fire remixes of like Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, all the bops. Yeah, right? all the queens. And then you had the outdoor section. The outdoor section. Which it was really spacious. Really spacious. And like, you know, if it becomes too hot, like there's tons of room out there. That was um, an awakening or a point of realization for me where I became aware that we have the most fun when our group is just vibing with each other and we're not worried or focused on everyone else and what's going on with them. Like that's when we just had started to have a lot of fun. I agree. We're the only ones there at that time and we're just vibing. And I think that a, a lot of times just because, you know, how we're raised when we're in group settings with a lot of good looking gays, especially you can't help but stare. And like, especially when you're like in these environments, I don't think I've ever stared at a guy. You, yes, you have. I've been, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've seen you so many times, but I think that the most fun that we act genuinely have is when no one's around and it's just us acting goofy. Yeah. No, silly and goofy for sure. And although that was, um, where we saw a lot of G zombies. Yeah. At the end of the night, we saw a very famous, um, Instagrammer and his partner, and their friends that they met in a, what four or five way quasi fingering. I, I don't know. There it were a lot spooky. of fingers in there. It was like, that was the first time I was like, I don't want to be here. And in that part. Yeah. I mean, so again, like, you know, take whatever you want as long as you're, you know, not harming anyone else and you're being responsible about it. Um, but G I, I feel like the G people are the spookiest of all of them. Like it seems like it just, there's a tipping point where their eyes like just roll back. All you see is the white and they just become this very sketchy sex driven, like will do anything. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. It's, it's why, why is that fun? I don't know, but it reminded me of, do you remember the San Junipero episode from black mirror? The one where it's the two lesbians, they, their mind gets uploaded to the yes. internet. Yeah. Remember the quagmire? Like people have lived there for so long that they like all the desires, like pain and suffering. So Mm -hmm. they go to this like really weird uh, bar. That's what sometimes it became. Although it was the most fun party. Yeah. It was the fun party. Yeah. Anyway, back to tea. um, Cause we deviated a little bit. Um, There were some really funny things that happened at tea that have stuck with me. Um, one thing that comes to mind in particular is, uh, the construction workers. So to, to get into this one, one thing I liked T was probably the least pretentious, um, of the parties that we went to. I don't know what it was. There were obviously a lot of the OnlyFans, alt Twitter, Insta gay sort of people there, but it seemed like everyone had their guard down a little bit. Um, I know you were saying that you thought people were like friendlier. They were more, you know, they were conversing more. Mm -hmm. Um, but people just seem like they were there to, 
to like ha- have fun, let loose a little bit. And I loved that there were people that were clearly doing like baby drag. Um, at least I hope it was baby drag cause it was terrible. Um, but there was a group that was dressed as construction workers, but it was like the work from home. Yeah. And they cropped, they cropped the vests and uh, icons. Hilarious. So funny. Like that's, that's the vibe I'm going for. Uh, honestly, I'm upset because I think that would have been a great idea for an upcoming trip for us. Like every trip that our boys do together, we try to have at least one theme night where we go out of something and that would have been just so funny, but now we can't do it. Now we can't do it. it but it was such a great idea. Kudos to them. They're, they're iconic. Did you make any new friends at T? Uh, we ran into a lot of people. Yeah, we ran into people that we knew, which... Yeah, I don't think I'm maybe talking to other people, but like, you know, we met Owen that first time trip, but he was a friend of a friend. Yeah, I remember Rai Rai had some twink Popular. or something like following us around that wouldn't... Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. Yeah, he was struggling. Um, I, what should have been more apparent to me, and I'm surprised it wasn't sooner, is that I didn't realize that the dick dock also contained the entrance to the chamber of secrets. Yeah. I, I I was with you. So we like Alex and I had to go pee pee and we went into the bathroom and this guy is standing like he's at the urinal, cheat out at the urinal. He's at least three feet from the urinal and on his, his phone, on his phone, not peeing. And he was on the first urinal when you turn the corner to like clearly trying to show off his extremely large basilisk. And there was no uh, dividers, no dividers. Um, he was on his phone. I, he might've been recording it honestly, but I just remember the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, <laughs> uh, I, I was just like what I say. And so the reason I think this people were going to the bathroom, they saw it in the mirror and then they were paralyzed. Yeah. And that's why there was such a big line. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what that guy did. Do you remember also seeing the guy that was like bleeding from his head? That was the other thing. So for whatever reason, everyone was getting injured in Provincetown except for us. Yeah. Like same at, um, the, at our guest house, the brass key, there was at least one of the guys there. Remember he like broke or fractured his leg. Was it the twink? It's the New York one that was like on the ferry with us. This ha- happened after you left, okay. but okay. You, you met this person. Wait, it's the the one that I right now knew. He was like trolling him. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that one. And then there was the other one that had literally like the bleeding, gaping wound on his back that was at T and another one that had like um, a bandage wrap or something. Just everyone. I, I don't know if it's because there's so many. I think it's the G. They're falling all over the place. Totally. Left uh, and right. And it's like, you're outside most of the time. There's lots of uh, wooden structures yeah. everywhere. People were just getting wrecked. Yeah. And we also had fantastic weather. I've like to sometimes it rains a P town and it did not rain the entire time. We're there for like, yeah, the days. rain would be for like an hour or two. Yeah. And we had some really nice time. Yeah. Doing that. So I would say that crown and anchor and were kind of like the highlights. Oh, for sure. Like those, those would be the things that I would recommend to everyone. My only comment about tea was that the, the best time we had there is when we went early, like, like in traditional gay fashion, you think 
oh, I don't want to show up until everyone's already there and the party's going. By then, it's actually too crowded and it's not as enjoyable as when you go early, you find your space, you get your drink, you can sort of explore it. I liked that better personally. Yeah, I mean, that was way more easier to talk when there is, you know, only 20, 25 people rather than 500. Yeah, totally. Uh, But I, I kept on seeing a common theme among the other gay bars is that there was no room. No room. So we went to Purgatory, which had uh, their famous underwear party on Thursday. Which, do they do it just Thursday or is it multiple? Was it both Thursday and Friday? I feel like someone I told us it was happening again the next night. It might be every night. It's You might an- be right. I don't remember. I remember it being like the place to be on Thursday. Well, at least that's what everyone told us. Yeah. So we're in line. The line was like took forever to get the people working the the line were definitely under the influence of a drag queen and, and a twink just being so inefficient classic gays they're like hold out your wrists and then you'd hold out your wrists and they'd be like i don't want that <laughs> uh and then you'd get into the the actual party and it's like a pit of hell well, yeah, Purgatory is definitely the right name for this party, but let's talk about the actual entrance to it as well that was super awkward. It's kind of like a almost like plantation style house, right? It's got the sweeping mm-hmm. porches on it. Um, and on the upstairs part, it was all a bunch of elderly gays that seemingly like were not interested in going to the downstairs part. I don't know if they're just hanging out to see what they think they can, they pick up for the evening, but that was really creepy because you're standing there. Like we're standing there in our underwear. They're fully dressed, just hanging out on this veranda before you literally enter the gaping pit of hell. That is the basement. And when I say that, like no joke, it had to be, at least a hundred degrees down there. The walls were sweating and I had my glasses on, I think, and they fogged up instantly and it it felt like I had just entered a dry sauna. Yeah. You could not move. You could not see. It was hot. Uh, I've never like tried to leave a realm so quickly. We tried everything to make it fun. We were there for like two hours. I don't think we left quickly. uh, I wanted to leave quickly. I want to leave. No, we left at 11 girl. As soon as we got down there, I wanted to leave. And I, I remember we were there for a while. We went to the back corner where the fan was. Yeah, and we were, tr- we were like trying to convince ourselves I waited it was fun. 30 minutes to get a cup of ice yeah. just so I could rub it all over me because I was so hot. And that cup of ice melted in probably under two minutes. It, yeah, it was so hot. And then people kept passing by us and they were just sweaty and everyone was trying to take our fan away. And ugh. I... Okay, so also, what is the point of an underwear party if it is so dark that you physically cannot see the underwear or the people in it? Yeah, I it could be my my underwear could have been shit stained. No one would have known. I mean, to be fair, yours probably, probably were shit stained. It probably was. Uh, but yeah, a great point. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't hear anything either. I don't remember the sound being great. Um, the so the back room was like there were some like laser effects and stuff. And I kept trying to discern what the music was. And I, whatever it was, I I couldn't tell, but it was not good, first of all. So it's hot. You can't get drinks easily. There's literally no air movement. The music was bad. You couldn't really make out any of the people. So this for me was just a zero out of zero. Yeah, it was a dud. Tons of notes. Tons of notes on that one. 
and this one, I think the next place that we went to was a house, probably the most iconic bar. One of um, the oldest, right? Isn't it's, it? It's, I think it's considered the oldest gay bar in America. Um, it's an icon of Provincetown, an icon of the East coast, but same problem. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's old. Took forever to get in. It's really crowded. It's hot as hell. Well, like, I don't know what this town's problem is with air conditioning and some It's phobic. Also, was the bar cash only? I think it might have been. I think it might have been as well. Yeah. And, and I think like they had these little satellite bars that were like well liquor too. Ew. Yeah, it was just the whole thing was bad. Yeah. I remember the music in the one club room was pretty actually good. pretty good, yeah. but it's got a really low ceiling and it's super crowded. So I felt so claustrophobic in there. And again, super dark. They had like reddish lighting. Um, I think it was Christmas lights. I remember I felt like paranoid the whole time. Um, I, I don't know. The vibes are weird. The vibes are out. And they had an outdoor portion, which didn't matter because... There were so many people out there yep. that the temperature it, it was still hot. This is the thing that sticks out to me is that Provincetown um, has such a change in um, mood from day to night. Mm-hmm. Like the day is like cheery, fun. People are in a good mood. And at night, that switch just flips instantly. People become those G'd out zombies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. Um, if like they would definitely not be a place I would go if I wasn't in a group or if I wasn't super comfortable like traveling by myself and meeting people because it just the vibes are so weird at some of these places at night. Yeah, no one's gonna come up and talk to you. Well, I, I mean, even if they wanted to, I'm not sure if they could. Yeah, they're like yeah. nonverbal, nonverbal, and you can't walk across the room. It's and it's like so if bad. you had to go to the bathroom, it's gonna be an hour and a half journey. Dude, you remember when we had to go to the restroom? I didn't go to the restroom. It's maybe odd. I remember like maybe you and Rye and some other people did, but I literally was like, I'm just gonna hold it because it, it will take forever. Yeah. Took a house also, not not the vibe. So you left um a day earlier than the rest of us. And so we went back the final night and a part of that group uh, the 4th of July group had cleared out and I would say it was like 30 ish percent less busy and it was more enjoyable than you could like freely move around the outside part and step out and get air easily. If you wanted to, the bars weren't super backed up. And so it was a little more enjoyable then, but never like for these event weekends, I would, I would literally just do tea during the day, have the early dinner, then go to the crown and anchor events at night and call it, call it an evening. Yeah. Agreed. How were the fireworks? Because I I wasn't there for that. Yeah, so we got to go to an author's house who had a really great place on the water, an author that I've liked for an entire time. Who is it? Um, Michael Tonello. He wrote a book called um, Bringing Home the Birkin. Um, It's fascinating for people that are into fashion or like Hermes, but... Um, we met up on it on Instagram. I've, it's a book I've read every single year for like 10 years. Cause it's this great, like travel sort of story of travel and fashion related story. Um, but he was so kind and invited us over to his place for the fourth to watch the fireworks, which was a great departure from the things that we were doing the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. But we had a great time seeing the fireworks. We met some really cool people there. He invited a lot of Provincetown locals and people that had been there for a very long time owned a lot of the property mm-hmm. there. Um, 
And yeah, that was like a really cool experience. And that place goes all out on the fireworks. And it was really sort of foggy and overcast that night. And it kind of looked like an oil painting. It was okay. it was really beautiful. It, it was like a really nice, wholesome event for us to do. Wholesome, wholesome. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, who would you recommend P-Town to? Well, I guess I, I would recommend it to anyone that's wanting to be in a, a very queer space. Um, it's, it's definitely heavily LGBTQ plus. I think there's a lot there to do for people between it's not just the partying, right? The food scene is really great. I think there's a lot of, um, more outdoorsy naturey stuff that you could do. If you're into that, there's the whale watching that we didn't do. There's some outdoor, um, tours like the mm-hmm. Ann Hutchison tour. That sounds really amazing. Bicycling. Um, so I think there's, I think there's a little bit, of something there for everyone, but just know it's, it's going to be crowded and it's a, I feel like it's a pretty social place. It's not for maybe the more reserved, uh, person. I would agree with all that. Plus I would add that I think it's mainly caters to like the 30 plus crowd. It is an older crowd. I feel, I mean, there were some younger people there, but they were definitely the outliers. Mm -hmm. And, and you needed money to, like the, uh, to stay there, to either split an Airbnb mm-hmm. or get an in or even get there. Like, let's talk about the track. We came, came from the West Coast, so we had to fly into Boston, right? then take the ferry. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hike to get there. Yeah. You, you can't just like, you know, I think that's kind of what makes it special, though, is mm-hmm. that it is a little bit more guard off. Same as, you know, a place like... Fire Island, Fire Island yeah. or, you know, even some of the European destinations like Mykonos, it's yeah. not super easy to get to. You've got to put into some work. You have to have some intent behind it. Um, so I like that about it. Also probably keeps away a good deal of the straits. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Good riddance. And, you know, Provincetown's great for the steel brand lovers out there too. <laughs> all right. Anything else? No, I, th- I think that's it. We'll see you all next week. All right. See ya. Hey, it's Colby and Alex here. Thank you for listening to No Notes. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at No Notes Pod, one word, where you'll find updates on new episodes and see more into our lives and the stories that we share with you on the show. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep it real and keep it queer.